everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Secure AF podcast. I'm your host, Teddy Undercoffler. Today, I'm joined with Andrew Lemon and Tanner Shen, security engineers for Alias. Can I have you guys just introduce yourselves real quick? Hey, I'm Andrew Lemon. I'm principal security engineer. Hey, Tanner Shen, I'm security engineer team leader. Today on this episode, we're going to talk about DEF CON 2021. So both of you guys went, I didn't get to go this year, but if y'all just want to kind of open the floor, tell me about the DEF CON experience. So DEF CON has been a dream of mine and Tanner's as well. Since we were kids, we've always dreamed of going and it's always been like that uh, holy trip, our, our birthright basically to go to DEF CON. So to start out, it was really weird coming down the escalator at the airport and seeing 100-foot-long banners for, like, CrowdStrike and Security IQ and all of these big-name companies, Sentinel One, everyone had advertising. Uh, they'd spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on these big LED signs. So that was really interesting and really cool. It kind of set the tone. That's how it felt like, for <laughs> sure. A lot of DEF CON this year was virtual, right? Yeah, and it was real weird. Um I mean, DEF CON's normally weird, but this time it was real weird. You would set up to go to a talk, and they'd play a video on a screen that was recorded a month ago, and you're like, all right, this is kind of cool, but I, I more enjoy the, the aspect of being here, not just coming to a room and watching a guy on the screen. Wait, was the speaker there? or No, they were remote and like pre-recorded. So what do you do if you had questions? Uh, I guess you ask someone. Discord. And then you would, oh, yeah. Okay. There were like watch parties in the Discord. Yeah, they would have Discord channels where you could go in and you could be like, hey, what about this? And you could actually ask the person. But they were largely dead. Most people didn't really talk all that much in oh, them. That's a bummer. I remember they, because DEF CON in 2020 was entirely virtual and it was pretty happening in there. We did find that they were showing on four different stations on the hotel TV. They were showing all the virtual stuff. So that's what it became for us is like, go back to the room and watch the virtual stuff between doing things. Mm -hmm. And that was cool. We got to see some interesting things that way. I just always kind of had this feeling like, well, I can go watch that later. Mm -hmm. like, you know, there's nobody there. It's not interacting with anybody. Like, I, there's no, I don't know. That, that was, was kind of a weird thing. That was my thought as well. Like, okay, you go to a village and like, well, the village is virtual. I'm like, well, I'll. I'll do it later then. If it's pre-recorded, there's no reason why I need to waste any precious time here when I can just go watch it later. And I think this year, I mean, the DEF CON videos were added just like less than a week after the conference ended to YouTube, I think. so. Yeah, they were up pretty much the day of the talks. Um, even the stuff that came out on Sunday is up now. Mm -hmm. uh, they didn't publish them to the DEF CON channel. They published them to individual village channels which has made them really hard to find. So like, if you want an ICS stuff, you had to go to the ICS Village channel and like Red Team and Adversary, they also posted on their own channels. Wait, are you talking separate channels or were they separate servers? Oh, so like uh, in terms of on YouTube where they hosted all the content, oh. they're on totally different channels. Oh, weird. Oh, yeah, okay. only, only the main tracks made it to the DEF CON channel. But I think there was kind of a duality in the, the conference. There was the... The group of people that came there to network and party, and then there's the people that came there to hack things. And it was really strange. Like the people that – maybe not came to hack things. The people that did not come to network and talk to people, you would see the same people sitting in the same place for hours on end just playing with the badge. 
And I can't believe someone would spend the money and spend four days just to decode a badge <laughs> or like the, the people that would go to certain villages and just hang out. Like you get your, with your people, but there's more to it than that. So let's talk about the villages for a second since you brought them up. So what was that like? Uh, villages were kind of lacking. Lockpicking was virtual. Uh, the car hacking village was all right, except for not a lot of tribal knowledge there. So lots of hands-on. You could try to break into a car, but not much there. Um, aerospace village, kind of the same way. The IoT village was really cool. They had lots of devices for you to sit down and hack. Uh, but you had to sign up for the CTF in order to participate, and it was a, a long process just to be able to go through that. Um, Password Cracking Village was actually really cool. They went, you, they went through Hashcat, and they had a challenge to see who could write the best Hashcat rules. And those always produce really cool rules that we actually end up using later on. The Car Village was uh, cool until the second day whenever they sat a sign that said, please do not try to shim the car. You will be immediately removed from DEF CON. Oh, I saw that tweeted. Was that a real sign? Yeah. I don't know what happened. I don't know the backstory. I was there one day. There was like five people standing around shimming the cars. And then the next day there were signs and nobody. Well, that's a bummer. I'm quite curious. Huh? Yeah, I don't know if that was like a day thing. What happened there? Yeah. I have no idea. I thought the cars were there to be broken into. Apparently not. <laughs> Maybe they only wanted non-physical break-ins. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you park a bunch of cars on the DEF CON floor. What do you expect? I mean, honestly... Oh, uh, one of the best things that came out of DEF CON was one day Todd wore a red shirt. <laughs> that was a good time. Oh, no. And Todd and his infinite dadisms, um, I guess, embodied that people were mistaking him for a goon. He never presented himself as a goon. But whenever someone would ask him, like, hey, where's this? He would tell them it was in the opposite side. So if we were in Paris, he'd tell them it was in Bally's. If we were in Bally's, he'd tell them it was in Paris. He's like, yeah, Paris, go down, go right, go left, and it's the third door on your right. For the record, anyone listening who doesn't know who Todd is, he is the president of Alias and is very much not a DEF CON goon. He was then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, like... If you're at DEF CON, expect to be social engineered, though, right? He definitely trolled some people that were using the ATM. He like, like is, this, is this ATM work? And he's like, I just want to let you boys know that wasn't here two days ago. <laughs> so, like, all of his trolling was so subtle, and it was so appreciated with such a high level of respect. <laughs> like, trolling at that level is absolutely an art. That's fantastic. The badges are a part of DEF CON. They're a pretty big part of DEF CON. I feel like we should talk about them. So tell me about the badges. They were basically like a stream deck. So they were an auto keyboard and they controlled your Discord. Um, you had an option to link them through like USB and you could play Tic-Tac-Toe, or not Tic-Tac-Toe, um, Simon Says together. And your goal was to complete the signal, which was like a, a long string and I'm not actually sure what getting the signal meant. I did not interface with enough people to ever get said signal. But we did play with the badges and make them AF purple. Nice. Well, as somebody who got the signal, I don't know either. <laughs> Wait, so you got the signal, but you don't know what it did? I'm not really sure. Hmm. That, that's like step five of 20. Like, I, The people in the Discord are going so much further than that. I... 
Yeah. I'm like, I'll go back to this at some point and figure it out. So, like, I dumped the firmware from the, the badge. I analyzed the firmware. I flashed goon firmware onto it so I could present myself as a goon, which I don't know what that did. And then I'm like, wow, I am three hours into this, and I have not drank anything, and I haven't interacted with anyone. Like, if this is your thing, cool, but I was like, I definitely need to DEFCON harder. I remember the badges for 2019. It was just like a marble-looking disc. And whenever you bumped them up to someone else's badge, they flashed colors. And so, of course, then it became a race of, like, not everyone's colors flash the same. Goons had a different color. You know, media, press had a different color. And there was a station where you could put your badge up to, like, a computer device of some sort. And it would tell you what your points were. But I had no idea how to get points. Like, I didn't know if it was getting certain colors or how many people. I was working really hard on mapping one of the keys so that it would... I assumed that they created a serial interface between the two devices and that if you programmed your keys a certain way, then you could interact with the other badges. So I spent a lot of time trying to make it so that I could change everyone's badge AF purple that I interacted mm. with. Uh, then I found out that the functionality was broken in the firmware uh, to actually set commands, and it was worthless. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm done with this one. Now, I thought I saw where they pushed out like a firmware update. On like day two or three or something? Yep. And they released the final on the last day. Oh, okay. So did you guys get to network with folks, meet a bunch of cool people? We met Matt Damon. Or, yeah. or at we least did meet Matt Damon. <laughs> Matt Damon's cardboard cutout. Tell me about that. Uh, some guy was carrying around Matt Damon's cardboard cutout. So definitely made it a point to get a picture with him. Did you see him more than once? Uh, yeah. Actually, he carried him around the whole con. Which the was, whole con. This is real weird. But hey, man. What? It's DEFCON. Yeah. It's Vegas. It's kind of standard, I guess. It was interesting to see the the people that were siloed in their knowledge. So you had a lot of people that were hyper-specific and hyper-smart in like one area, and that encompassed their whole life. So you had guys that could read front to back, like, this is how CAN bus works, and this is aerospace, and this is like an aerospace packet, and this is how planes talk to each other so it's really cool to see bespoke knowledge and super high like super in-depth knowledge on just a specific subject yeah for sure we talked to uh quite a few hardware guys who they kind of blew my mind and i was just i, I left feeling like oh my god i don't know anything about anything and then i <laughs> talked to him again later and i realized oh no they they just know hardware they do mm -hmm. hardware 80 hours a week that is their thing. They love hardware. They do hardware. Mm -hmm. Like I scratched the surface of hardware, but those guys, they are hardware guys. So like you, you definitely meet those people and it's very cool. A lot of respect for that, but it is highly specialized, very specialized, not yeah. a generalist at all. Absolutely. Gotcha. Def, Defcon's a hacker conference. And a lot of people think hacker and think computers and hacking is just making something do it wasn't supposed to do. So whether that's an air, like an airplane radio or that's modifying packet captures or playing with hardware, whatever your little niche is, there's something for you. And we saw a lot of professionals that do this for a living and get paid money, but then we also saw a lot of people that were there just because maybe they like to cosplay as a hacker or maybe they like the idea of it, but this might not necessarily be their day job. We learned a couple things. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, well, yeah, let's talk about that. What did you guys actually learn? Uh, we went to the, 
obfuscation uh, workshop and learned about obfuscating PowerShell. And evading AV. Yeah. What we actually learned, which is hilarious, is uh, this is the second time that Microsoft has pushed an update that broke the class because uh, AMSI or Defender then couldn't do the proper detections. Oh, no. We also learned that where AMSI, I used to think of AMSI as this all-knowing, all-painful thing that I had to write really leap bypasses for and work on hard stuff to do. And it's actually really dumb, simple to bypass AMSI which is the anti-malware service integration, which is the in-memory read that AV, AV uses. So if you can bypass that, you get code loaded into memory, it never touches disk, and your AV completely misses it. And it's yeah. actually dumb easy. I never realized how easy it was. I've, I've done things to get around it before, never as easy as what they showed us. Hmm. What, they, what they taught us was... Uh, hilariously easy is this actually applicable in like a pen test absolutely i don't want to write about the i don't want to write on the report like i bypassed amzi because law and there's nothing you can do about it i'm gonna do it (laughs) (laughs) but you can absolutely it'll take our game to the next level Uh, we were already uh we're doing okay with where we were and being able to stream dll's uh, a lot of really cool vulnerabilities cropped up during this time so there was uh oh god a hidden position which is a new printer vulnerability uh that you can escalate a dll up to system level and execute it as a non-admin that was cool that dropped uh a Conti ransomware affiliate accidentally, or I guess he leaked all of his data that dropped during this time. So there were all these really cool exploits and hacks. If you've been watching the news in the last two weeks, it's like uh, this morning I actually said, I'm really happy that I'm not a defender because it's going to suck. Did you guys sign up and register for and go to any workshops? Just that, uh, bypassing. Just the one. Yeah. Nice. Uh, we tried to do the CTFs and they were, mostly online and once we realized people are actually going to spend their whole weekend here doing a ctf not two or three Mm -hmm. hours we're like man Mm -hmm. this is going to take away from the experience and you tried to do the ctf right yeah and the ctf for the c hacking village was actually just grabbing a packet capture off of a a nema like 2000 or 3000 basically the console they had set up all this beautiful ship and then the challenge was the lamest possible challenge like there'd be a lot Uh, cooler ways hmm. to ctf a ship than review a packet capture but i mean i guess it was easy for you guys so did you do well in the ctf Uh, we looked (laughs) at it saw that it was a packet capture and they're like it it works like the chess clock so your team can come up and interact with the console and every minute that you're there counts against your time and i'm like I was like, that's cool. Oh. I'll be in the bar. Yeah. So it's just the fastest. It wasn't even... Right. Like, oh. It doesn't matter if you completely own the ship. Uh-huh. It's like, how many points did you get in a given time frame? We did meet a lot of people that were enthusiastic about the industry, mm-hmm. but then maybe weren't in the industry. So we talked to a lot of people that were saying things like, oh, yeah, I can't have my... Couldn't bring my whole lockpicking kit. Like, what do you mean you couldn't bring your whole kit? And like, oh, I got some stuff. And like... But I, I've got these neodymium magnets and all of this. And they've read all the books and they've seen all of the things, but maybe never actually picked anything or never been paid to use those skills. So it's interesting to interact with them. And uh, some people were using it as a learning opportunity and like, 
oh, hey, yeah, tell me about that. And we could tell him about, oh, yeah, this is where we did that. We don't use this tool for this reason. And he had other people that were like, yeah, but you just shim that with a neodymium magnet, and then the sensor doesn't go off. And like, great, the sensor's behind the glass. What do you do now? Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to see people that had a lot of theoretical knowledge but maybe never applied it in the field. Read a lot of textbooks. Yeah. But that's interesting. The uh, the vaccination experience, so where they had to check your vax cards mm-hmm. before giving you your your wristband and then your badge. That was an interesting new twist on like taking attendance and mm-hmm. I'd be curious how that went for them. Yeah. Well, I saw where they released um, dates for next year's DEF CON and they're at five hotels for the conference in 2019. When I went, it was four hotels. So they're expecting a increase in attendance next year. I'm sure once everything kind of gets back to normal and people are more comfortable to go out, what else? Is there anything else you wanted to mention? There was a war story. Uh, so war stories war aren't, stories. yeah, they're not recorded and they're people talking about their experiences. So kind of like sky talks or. Yeah. Okay. So I guess I can share this because it's like a friend of a friend of mine heard it. Uh, this guy's job, he's a pen tester and his job was to pen test hospitals for their ability to track and retain babies. So like, I'm sorry, babies. Yeah. So when you have a kid, you get like a, a little bracelet and it's like RFID basically. So you can't steal a baby. Okay. And so he detailed the process of he's been hired by multiple hospitals or his company has to go in, go to the maternity ward, get a robotic or a fake, uh, like a, a stand in for a baby and smuggle it out of the hospital without getting caught. He gets paid for this? Someone pays him for this. Okay. And I have never been more envious of a person. Actually jealous. He did not deserve that. <laughs> like, I deserve that. <laughs> he was uh, 22 for 22. He's stolen 22 babies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And never failed. Never been caught? Either? Never, like, never been caught, never failed. No, get out always, of jail free always card. Oh my gosh. <gasps> that is terrifying. And like, I... I have a new goal now. Like I'm we're, we're done pen testing. We're now doing adversary emulation. So mm-hmm. anyone, if you have an adversary, let me know. So if it's uh, the rival car dealership and you need us to like try to eavesdrop on a conversation, you need a baby stolen, whatever security measure you need tested, we are there. Wow. Just throwing it out there now. It's a new service we offer. <laughs> All right. I'll add it to the website. How do you even format that? Like, do you need to test your baby identification? <laughs> need a system? baby stolen? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's highly questionable. I mean, it's almost just the same as stealing data, right? I actually just had this or, full like flashback of like two thousands like metal and techno, and it's like you wouldn't steal a baby, you wouldn't break into a bank, like, but you would if you were alias. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, we met a really cool guy that was talking about Kerberosting through web app. And I'm like, what? He said, yeah, Kerberosting through web app. And I'm like, what? And he walked me through the whole process. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, that is a level of elite that I, I had never thought to attempt. And InfoSec now has gotten real strange because you used to have this, uh, like, everyone was kind of that nerdy kid in high school. And now you have the full spread. Like, used to, we all fit in the same box. Mm -hmm. And now you get everyone from, like, 
the D&D nerd to the full-blown, like, mus- muscle shark Chad. Oh, no. <laughs> so it's uh, it Aww. led to a lot so of interesting welcoming. Yeah, interactions, and it was really cool and inclusive. Mm-hmm. So all in all, DEF CON 2021, what would you rate it on a five-star rating? I mean, it's kind of my place and my people. So mm-hmm. even though it wasn't as cool as it could be, it's still a five in my book. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree. Had a great time. Learned some great things. Met some great people. Couldn't really ask for more. But, I mean, even at its not best conditions, it was still great. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for joining me on this episode of the Secure AF Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having us.